our third week of our series, Don't Miss It. Come on, let me hear you say, Don't Miss It. Don't Miss It. And uh, we're, we're looking, we're, we're trying to, to build this idea like God, like you can see God in every situation of your life. Like God is woven into the fabric of your and my life. And, 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 and so it's very easy to feel like we missed him sometimes, to, to feel like we miss God in some moments. And, and so this series is just helping us to become aware that God is here. God is here. And so uh, we're going to kick off week three. I'm excited about today. I really am. Um, and so, and here's the deal too, before I jump in and pray, because I just like praying before I start, because it gets all the bug, the nerve bugs out of my system. Um, but listen, Y'all could have stayed home today, right? But for some reason, yeah, yeah, our worship leader's like, yeah. <laughs> but you decided to come here today. So here's my suggestion. You don't have to take it. This is America. Do what you want. But my suggestion is if you're here, you might as well lean in, right? Like if you're here, you might as well try to get as much as you can out of it. And, uh, and there's something about responding to the message that, that helps, at least for me, like when I'm responding, when there's people around me responding to the message or something that, like I feel like I get something more out of it. And so I say that because if you're here, you might as well lean in, you might as well respond, you might as well talk back, you might as well say amen, you might as well say preach, preacher, because here's the deal, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but our online went down, okay? So like you... So people that wanted to wait it out at home, they lost out, okay? They, they lost out. So you guys are getting something that they can't get. So you might as well lean in and, 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 uh, and get as much as you can while you're here, right? Amen, somebody. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for this rain. Apparently, we need it. I don't need it, but people need it, I guess. And so um, I thank you for the people that need it, and, and so I just pray that they're blessed. Um, God, I thank you for this time here today. Father, I thank you that, uh, God, that you are in the midst of us right now. Father, I thank you that you're doing something right now. And so, God, we just want to lean into what you're doing, Holy Spirit. God, we, we came in through the rain, through the storm. God, and so we don't want to leave here the same way that we came in. God, we want to we wanna leave change, just, even if it's just a little bit better. God, would you help us to leave here a little bit better? Father, we love you so much. God, I thank you for, for today. I thank you for each person that is in, in this room this morning. God, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I want to read the verse. This is where we're going to be today. Jeremiah chapter 29 in verse 11, y'all love this verse. Some of you might have it tattooed on you. Um, it's <laughs> it says this, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Plans to give you hope in the future. Man, when I read that, I'm like, whoo, does that stir anyone else up? We love it. So we're going to look at that this morning. Um, but uh, I am learning to put things on my calendar. I, I typically never do that. I typically never, I'm just kind of the person that's like, hey, you want to meet? Let's meet. 
And then, like, the other person that I said that to two weeks ago, they're like, hey, I thought we were going to meet. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And so, like, I, I'm learning. I'm trying my best uh, to, to use a calendar. I'm, I'm not the greatest at that. But, but uh, as I've learned, as I've practiced this art of organization, um, I, like, I'm starting to, like, if I, if I have meetings with someone, I'm putting it on my calendar. Now, recently, last week, in fact, I had a very important meeting that I wanted to put on my calendar. It was for yesterday. On my calendar, ladies and gentlemen, it said, date breakfast with your daughter. And I was excited. I was like, whoo, I love hanging. And it said, we were going to go to Cafe Mimosas over there. We were going to we were going to eat some eggs and bacon, and uh, I was, I was going to let her get unlimited amounts of mimosas, and, and uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, but, but, like, we were just going to go. We we're going to have breakfast. She loves her decaf iced coffee, so I was going to get her a decaf iced coffee, caramel thingy from Starbucks. Like, we were just, I was looking forward to this moment with my daughter. And so I'm excited. Friday night, I'm like, baby, you ready to, to have breakfast with daddy? She's like, yes. I'm like, whoo. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I wake up Saturday morning. I, I look, I, get, I, I go to my little girl. I'm like, baby, are you ready to go to breakfast? She says, daddy, I don't want to go. Shattered. Heart shattered. Like, my, I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to go? She's like, Dad, I don't want to go anymore. I was like, come on. For, for, like, I got rejected by my little girl. I was like, no. Like, and so, like, I left. I actually came here, started crying for a little bit, praying, God, why do you hate me? <laughs> right? Like, just lamenting in my sorrows. And, um, but but, but here, here's why I'm telling you this is, is because, like, when I had put that on my calendar, it's what I call a desired expectation. Like I had this desired expectation to have breakfast with my little girl. Now, if we're honest, we all have desired expectations, right? Like we all have desired expectations. Like for some of us, like it's our desired expectation to have a certain job. To have a certain career, to go to a certain school, to have a certain house, a certain car. Like, we all have these desired expectations. In fact, if you're here this morning and you would uh, consider yourself as a believer, so someone who, who has made Jesus the boss, the Lord of your life, um, you and I, we actually have desired expectations based off of what we read in Scripture. Right? So, like, we have these, uh, so as a believer, in Scripture, it says that we're overcomers. So I have a desired expectation to overcome. In, the, in Scripture, it says that we are, we are victorious. So I have desired expectations to live victoriously. In fact, in the verse that we read in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that, that uh, I have desired expectation for plans for God to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me hope, to give me a future. Like that, like as a believer, y'all, that is your desired expectation. And so as a believer, man, we're living, we have our desire 
desired expectations laid out for us as a believer. And we keep going towards those things. We keep living, expecting those things to come to pass. Here's my question this morning. Is what do we do when our desired expectation runs into a detour? My desired expectation with my little girl was to go to breakfast. We hit a detour. Like, how do you respond when there is a detour within the desired expectations of your life? See, that's what I want us to talk about this morning because I think, I think that, like, God, like, it's, it's hard to miss God when things are good. True? Like, like when your boss is not a jerk, like, it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy to see God. It's, it's not hard to miss God. Like, when you have everything that you need, it's, it's, not, it's not hard to miss God. Like when, th- like, when you are living at the mountaintops of life, it is not hard to see God at all. But isn't it so difficult to see God, like, when we're in the valleys, like in the detours of life, like it's so hard to see God, excuse me, it's so easy to miss God in the detours. It's so easy to miss God when, when things are not happening the way that I wanted them to happen or desired them to happen. So, this morning, what I want us to look at is how do we see God in our detours? How do we see God when it's rough? Come on, turn your neighbor, tell him, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Keep going. Preach it. This morning, I want us to... to, to, to Look at this idea that God wants to use your detours, whatever those detours are. He wants to use those detours to develop something inside of you to sustain you once you reach those desired expectations. There's something that God wants to do inside of you. Like he wants to develop something. So, so God is very, very part uh, of, of the low parts. And so in our verse this, this morning, Jeremiah 29, 11, we read that God was like, hey, I got plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope, plans to give you a future. And we read that and we're like, yes, give me more. I want more of that. Come on, preach, preach. Like, right? Like, we're like, that's what I want. I, like, I, I, I desire God for you to give me my hope in the future. Like, that's what we want. But here's what's interesting that if you read before verse 11, we have verse 10. That's a surprise, huh? And here's what verse 10 says. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. So here's what we're understanding. That verse 11 sounds great and it sounds amazing. However, verse 10 tells us, that Israel will be in bondage and captivity for 70 years. So God is giving Israel this promise in the midst of their detour. 
in the midst when life is hard. Like Israel, they were pulled from their homeland and they were forced to to come under the uh, the Babylonian Empire. And here they are, they're they're having to they're having to take this detour. They're having to to figure out life in a situation that they were not expecting. And God is in, in verse ten. He's like, in seven, you're you're going to be in captivity for seventy years. But then he's like, but don't worry because I'm a I'm going to come for you, and I'm going to bring you back to this place. And then it gets to verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you. Like, I read that, and I'm just amazed because God, God is, he, it's as if, it's as if they had to go through something in this season in order for them to really sustain and appreciate what God is going to do in this season. Here, here they're, they're over here, and he's like, for 70 years, you're going to have to go through this, this situation that you, that, 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 that's not conducive to what you were hoping for or what you were wanting. But if you stay with it, don't worry. I haven't forgotten about you, for I know the plans that I have for you. And so what I want us to do this morning is I want us... I want us to read three ways that we see God in our detours. Three ways that we see God in our detours so that we, like, if we're ever in this detour stage, this, this funk, this, um, the, these valleys, the, the hardships of life, I want us to be able to understand that while we go through them, God is doing something in our lives. God is doing something in you. And so, uh, so three ways that we see God in our detours. Number one is this. He strengthens you. He strengthens you. Check this out. Jeremiah 29, 4 through 6. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Is that the right? Yeah. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that you, so that they too may have sons and daughters. Watch this. Increase in number. Do not decrease. So here, here is Israel. They, they are, they've been pulled away from their land. They're, they're living um, in, in this, 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 this place that's not theirs. And God tells them, he's like, while you are there, while you are in, in, in exile, while you are under a, a different regime, I want you to keep living. I want you to build houses. I want you to plant. I want you to get married. I want you to have kids. Hello. I, I, want, like, I want you to keep going, keep moving. And then he says, he says, you are to increase and not decrease. Like when I was reading that this week, I was, I was, I was so, like, I was so dumbfounded by, by this, this, this request that God is, is, is asking Israel because it is our human nature to when things are bad to just stay put. 
at least for me, I'm sorry, I shouldn't speak for you guys. But for me, when life is rough, man, I just wanna, I just wanna sit down. And, and I just, I stay put, like, me, like when there's something that's coming up, man, like mentally, maybe some of you guys do this, like you already have thought the worst case scenario. And you've already been like, oh, well, that's it. That's it. And like nothing's ever even happened yet. But like mentally you're like, ah, it's impossible. Like that's me. In my detours, when, when things are not working out, I just want to, I want to sit down in the very place that I'm wanting out of. And I'm just camping there. But God, he's telling Israel, when you are in this place of captivity, of exile, he's like, I don't want you to just sit there. I want you to keep moving. I want you to keep living your life. In fact, I don't want you to just live life. He said, I want you to increase. Think about that. God is saying, like, I want you to increase in the hardest moments of your life. Like when all the chips are down and it's stacked against you, God's like, hey, increase. God, can I get some compassion here? He's like, I want you to increase. How is that possible? God, like I'm going through something. How is it possible that you're telling me that you want me to increase? You want me to become better in my pain? God, you want me to be better in my problems? God, you want me to become better? He's like, yeah, increase. Here's what the Apostle Paul writes, and I love this verse. 1 Corinthians 12, 9. But he, he being God, said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Paul, he's saying, like, your weakness, your, your tiredness, it's not a bad thing. He's like, in fact, I will boast in my weakness because in my weakness, God's strength is perfected. His strength is increased in my weakness. Guys, like, you can increase in your issues. I love that. It's so encouraging to me. You can increase. Like, he strengthens you in our detours. Number one. Number two. And we could have the keys come up. I need help with preaching. I feel like I preach better with them. Um, so. He stretches you. Jeremiah 29, 7. He said, also, this is God speaking, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Oh my gosh. Let's unpack this right here. Number two, he stretches you. He stretches you. So God, like remember these people, they've, they've, been, they've been taken from their land. They've been taken from, from their comfort zone, they, 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 their desired expectations. They were pulled over into Babylon. Like they, they're, they're supposed to be in exile for 70 years. 
And God tells him, I want you to pray for your captors. I want, to, I want you to pray for the people that took you out of your land. I want you, essentially, I want you to pray for your enemies. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, you want me to pray for my boss? You want me to pray for that professor? You want me to pray for that annoying person that keeps annoying me? Annoying person, yeah. Notice what God does in verse 7. He links your success, or excuse me, he links their success to their enemy's success. He said, pray for them, that pray for their peace and their prosperity. Because if they prosper, you prosper. If they find peace, you find peace. This is bizarre. What is God doing in this moment? If they prosper, you prosper. Just by being a human, this, this doesn't seem natural. This doesn't seem, um, this doesn't seem possible. In fact, and this might just be me, and if I am, I repent to you before I even say this. But when I'm in a funk, when I'm in a detour, when my life is hard, I kind of want to just drag everyone down with me. Oh, oh, you're having a good day? That sucks. <laughs> oh, oh, you're feeling healthy? Hmm, okay. Like, there's something about, like, it's hard to be happy for people when you're going through a heartache. It's hard to be happy for people when you're dealing with a hardship. And yet, God said to Israel, if they prosper, you prosper. What is God doing in this moment? He's stretching them. He's stretching them. Again, I said it earlier. There's something that happens in our detours, in, in, our, in our way of trying to reach our desired expectation. There's something that God does in our detours. And I think one of those things is that he stretches us. He, he, he stretches us like hardship that you're going through. He's stretching you. That conflict that you're dealing with, he's, he's stretching you. That, that, that difficulty that you're going through, he's stretching you. That sickness that you're dealing with, he's stretching you. And I wonder if the reason why we have to be stretched is because, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper plans of hope, plans of a future. Like what if God has to stretch you 
Because where you're at, your level cannot contain what he has for you. And so he, he's like, man, I, I know what I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. But, but you need a little stretching. You, you got to, because I, I know what I have for you. I, 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 know, I know what I want to give you. I know I know what I want to fulfill in your life. I know what I want to, what I want to do, but, but your capacity level is not there yet. Like what if, what if whatever you're going through right now, if it's an opportunity for God to just stretch your faith just a little bit, what if it's an opportunity for God to just stretch you just, just, just a bit, just a bit, so that when you get to this place, the desired expectation, man, that you're ready. Like, what if God was preparing Israel by stretching them a bit before they got to where, what he had for them? Like, he's stretching you. I love the analogy of a rubber band. The further you stretch a rubber band, what happens? The further it goes. Some of you this morning, you're like, God, you're stretching me too much, man. And he's like, because I have somewhere I want to take you. God, you're stretching me too much. It hurts. That's okay. Just don't trust me. God's trying to tell someone, trust me. God, you're stretching me too much. Trust me. He just, he's stretching, man. But he wants to launch you. A rubber band that's not fully stretched will barely go anywhere. Come on. Could he be stretching you in the detours? Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Come on, turn your neighbor. Tell him, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Last one, number three. And then we're done and we can enjoy the rain that we need, apparently. Um, so he strengthens you. He stretches you. And then number three, he protects you. This is good because if, he, if he's telling me to increase, well, that's going to be hard. If he's telling me to stretch, well, that's going to be hard. But don't worry because in the midst of him strengthening you, in the midst of him stretching you, be assured he's going to protect you. And here it is, verse uh, 8 through 9. Again, this is God. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and the diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. That's interesting. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. So during this time, when Israel was going to be in, in an exile and under the a Babylonian empire, there were, there were prophets, there were false prophets going around, and they were telling Israel, like, hey, don't worry, it's going to be okay. It's just going to be two years and God will free you. Now, if you're Israel, you're like, whoa, that's a good thing. Like if, like if I was to tell you whatever you're going through right now in two days' time, two days, 
tops. That issue, that sickness, that, that uh, whatever it is you're going through, it's gone. Y'all would be happy. Way more responsive than right now, I'll tell you that much. Like, <laughs> like you'd be like, yes, woo! And this is what was going on. There were prophets coming around telling Israel, hey, you're, listen, you're going to be in captivity for, j just hold on, it's going to be real quick, it's going to be real brief, There's, it's going to be easy, don't worry. And God, he, he's telling his people, he's like, hey, don't listen to them because they're lying to you. They're, they're, they're lying to you. That's actually not going to happen. It's interesting because it says, God, God's like, do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. As if to say, God was like, hey, these guys, they're feeding off of the desires that you want to hear. And here's where it becomes dangerous. Because when we're in our detours, when we're in that situation that we did not desire, that expectation that, when, when we're in that place of trying to reach that desired expectation, you will have people that come in your life. And they will tell you what you want to hear. And here they are. He's like, don't listen to them. There, there, there's people that, that are going to want to tell you, like, we, like because we live in, in such a culture where it's all about, like, ease. It's all, about, it's all about the easiest way out. And listen, I'm down for a little easy, right? Like, I'm not anti-easy. But there's some things that takes time to develop. And culture tells us, hey, take the easy way out. Take, take the easy way out. That's what the prophets were saying. Hey, here's the easy way. Two, two years, easy. Two years tops. Like culture, take the easy way out. My desired expectation is that position, that career. Hey, take the easy way out. Lie, cheat, steal. Do whatever you have to do to get up that, that ladder. The easy way. I need this grade in my class. Well, the easy way, just cheat. Hey, take the easy way out. Easy. It's all about being easy. But God's like, hey, it's not always about the easy road. It's always about the easy process. When, when, I, when I settle for what's easy, I can rob myself of what's best. And I wonder if there's anyone in here this morning that you just wanted the easy way out. And you tried to expedite the process 
that God wanted to do. And you got what you wanted, like it worked. But what if that wasn't God's best for me? Like I am so, just me personally, I'm so tired for me. I'm so tired of settling for good when God has the best for me. And he protects us. He's protecting his people. He's like, hey, don't listen. Don't listen to them. He protects you. He wants to guard our hearts and our minds from the critics who are trying to tell us to take the easy way out. Don't rush it. Psalms 23, 4, and then I'm closing. says this, even though I walk through the darkest valley. So here, the psalmist, he's acknowledging that he's going through a detour. He's going through a hardship. He's going through something difficult. He's acknowledging it. Listen. I'm going to keep it real. He said, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So even though I'm going through the valley, God, you're protecting me. God, you're guarding me. You're guarding my mind. You're guarding my heart. God, even though I'm going through a detour, even though I've hit a fork in the road, God, you're strengthening me. God, you're stretching me. God, you're protecting me. And, and I just wanted these, I wanted to just share these with you guys because I don't want you to, desp to despise the detours. I want you to see God in the highest of highs and in the lowest of lows. Because he's there. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future.